are listening to Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. Welcome to another episode of Bicycle Retail Radio, brought to you by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. This is President Heather Mason. Thank you for listening. If you're a first-time listener, be sure to check out the previous episodes. Do us a favor and leave a review. It helps members of our industry find our podcast. All right. Today's guest is Rob Zabrski, professional speaker, coach, best-selling author, personal friend, and consultant of the MBDA. Rob guides professionals and retailers alike to running a thriving business that operates seamlessly even when they aren't in the office or the shop. The best-selling author of the book, Master Your Mind, Rob helps clients to develop professional skills and positive mindsets that allow them to easily discover their potential and maximize their results. Rob will begin working closely with the MBDA in November, and you may have had a chance to learn from him in our Monday member mingles, or you will soon at a special event with our P2 groups or trade shows, maybe find yourself consulting with him for a one-on-one, but you'll work with him to train your brain. His purpose is to inject fun. Every conversation I've had with him has been fun. He's going to guide us to increase productivity. As I said, a close friend of mine, every conversation leaves me hanging for more. I'm really looking forward to this one. Welcome, Rob, to Bicycle Retail Radio. How are you? Oh, my gosh, Heather. Thank you so much. My feet hurt. <laughs> Why? Because I've been kicking so much ass. If that, listen, that one, if you're ever in Ohio, I used to travel a ton. That one plays really well in Ohio for some reason. I don't know why. Every time I go to Ohio, I bust out with people like, oh my God, that's great. Can I use that? I'm like, yes, absolutely. Royalty-free license. That's all yours. I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I know we've been chatting about setting this one up for a while. So I'm, I'm just fired up that it's October 21st for a couple of reasons. Why? What is October 21st? October 21st is the greatest day of the year. You didn't know this? This would come from you. It is. Why? Tell me. It's, tell me. It's my birthday. <gasps> You know what? I thought it might be your birthday. I was on the yeah. in this morning and I was like, I that must just be, I don't even the know. Listeners I are like, up. <laughs> oh my God, like the, the listeners and watchers are going, what are we watching? We are going to actually talk shop. Don't fret, but it's like the greatest day of the year. Happy. And then we get to hang out and do this thing. Come on. I know. I love people fun, who huh? aren't afraid to recognize their birthday. It should no. be a day that it's about fun. And you have been kicking ass. What was it just yesterday when we caught up? You were, I don't know, leading professionals, giving a speech somewhere. I don't remember. It was I, something you were doing. <laughs> yeah, I've got contracts out. I'm waiting on contracts. I got travel plan. I'm actually doing travel planning for the first time in 18 months, which is I like, gonna yes. Yeah. I had a bunch of coaching calls yesterday with, with some one-on-one clients I'm working with. So yeah, it's just... Listen, I don't exactly live a decaf lifestyle and you know I built it that way on purpose. It's just more fun. It's just more fun. Yeah. yeah. So you said travel. So I was wondering, you know, post-COVID, are you back on the road? I know you give a lot of speeches to big groups of people. Are you starting to travel again? I'm starting, you know, starting on November 1st. Yes. I've been on one plane. So this time in 2019. Well, yeah, about this time, one of our big national clients that my company works with, it's their meeting season. And so I think it was November of 19. I was home five days that whole month. And that includes the Thanksgiving weekend. So, but then, you know, obviously things have been a little different in the last 18 months, but I've been on one plane since March of 20, getting ready to get on a couple more between now and the end of the year. I've had some gigs I've driven to, and I got a gig downtown Chicago, but things are on there. They're slowly returning to some semblance of what we know as normalcy in the professional speaking world. A lot of my colleagues are on planes and traveling around. So the gigs are starting to come back. People are looking for in-person 
training and learning and keynote programs. So I'm pretty fired up about that. Yeah, I feel like we've been through so much, you know, I feel like people are just like, they've been hit, you know, and we, it's time to get back out there. It's time to get re-energized about our job, our family, our health, like everything. Our our relationships, our, like our professional relationship, our team. I was having this conversation. I'm on a mastermind group with a bunch of guys and we were having our call this morning. We were just talking about one of my guys. He does a lot of work with like helping people learn how to manage people. Yeah, he works with you know lawyers and accountants and specialist types people. And we were having the conversation. He's like, I'm like, the manager and leader that you were in 2019 is not going to get it done in 2021 and 2022. Mm-hmm. It's just lo- understanding how people are approaching things. And it, it's just different. So anyway, there's a little, sorry, a little tangent there. No, I think it's like serendipitous the way that you and I ended up connecting because, you know, in my role at the MBTA, I'm seeing what retailers are going through. And, you know, every day it's, it's hard to open the door and we're trying to be the best we can be. And then somehow I'm introduced to Rob Z and now we're- Thank you, Jay Townley. We love you, Jay Townley. Thank you, Jay Townley. But now we're talking about our P2 consulting program and, you know, I'm excited for the collaboration. We're going to bring you in front of retailers and, you know, you've you've held positions in retail sales, retail service, advocacy, product management. I mean, you have such a depth- you know, in the bicycle industry that you can bring this over. All right. So Rob, I know about you, but maybe our listeners don't. You got to give us a little dive into your past. I mean, I'm awesome. I would hang out with me all day. So I, man, I fell into the, my buddy worked at the bike shop. I grew up in Crystal Lake, Illinois. And so my buddy worked for Village Peddler. It's now called Lucky Break. And when he went away to college, I didn't go away to college first year. So when he left, I took his spot. And so that was like my first taste into, into working in the bicycle industry. Went away to college, uh, went away to life for a while, and then came back into the industry working retail. And like did, I would call it like the classic climb the ladder, for lack of a better term. Worked in retail. And then I had the opportunity to go work with an advocacy organization. So I was actually on the team that coordinated the first ever bike to drive in Chicago, where they shut down Lakeshore Drive and only, you know, no cars and they only allow bikes to ride on. So that was super interesting for a bunch of reasons. Literally, a guy was in a head on crash, rolled into our office the Monday after in a wheelchair to get his what was left of his bike and was like, hey, can I sign up for next year's? I mean, Wow. It's crazy. Um, So yeah. So then from there, got into the supplier world, had a bunch of different positions in sales and product management and marketing. had a couple of really, really fun positions and then, and then left. Yeah. So back in 2010, I was with, I think it was Cycling Sports Group at the time. And uh, they were relocating to Connecticut. We were in Madison. My wife was six months pregnant with the twins and moving out there was not an option. We'll put it kindly. It was, I think the conversation was, we can go, honey. This is my wife. She goes, we can go. Um, do you want to get divorced now or in two years? Because <laughs> which one? I'm like, okay, we're going to take, we'll take the severance. So yeah, I've had, I've find, I consider myself pretty fortunate going back to like the bike world. I've been blessed with having a bunch of really great bosses, leaders, and mentors throughout my career. I've had the opportunity to be and just take on a bunch of different angles. You know, I call it like, all three sides of the counter, right? I've gotten to be on the supplier side. I've gotten to be at the retail and service side. And I got to work on the advocacy side as well. And just seeing how they can all support each other, blend together. And um, yeah, I consider myself like, yeah, it's just, it's been an amazing experience. It's been a fun ride. 
Yeah, I'm just thinking of having. Oh, I see what I did there. I'm so sorry. That was super funny. I'm a fun not ride. No, I no, I got it. <laughs> but, it's like, oh. but, no, you do have such a unique background, and you can put all that stuff together, and it just makes you just able to have these conversations and be in this position where you can truly help people. Did you say you have twins? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm an efficiency expert. We make kids two at a time. How old are your twins? They turned 12 on Saturday. Oh my gosh. What yeah. What a great age. What a or great Friday. Age. Yeah. Let's say third. Yeah. Saturday. Yeah. They turned, yeah. They turned 12. So they're sixth grade. Oh my God. They're a ton. You know, they're a ton of fun. We have kids the same age. Sorry. I have to ask, are you a cyclist? Yes. Yeah. I'm a strictly, strictly recreational. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I ride. I've owned many two wheeled vehicles in my day. I, uh, I'm down to two, which is weird for me. It's really weird, but yeah, no, I ride. I've, uh, I've just always ridden. You know, like I grew up in the generation where we like rode our bikes to school and like after school, you went for bike rides with your friends and, you know, we moved around a lot, but we had, we we're always in a neighborhood that either had sidewalks or like really great, there's a great little tight knit community. So it was really easy to ride around. So like, I just always rode bikes. My grandparents had a farm out in Illinois. So like we'd set up little, like make BMX tracks and jumps. And then, uh, you know, it's funny when I moved to college, I got there two days and I called my old shop. I'm like, I need you to ship my bike. I didn't bring my bike. Strip it on me, please. I need it. I'm like, I need it now. So I did that. And then yeah, I road ride and did some cyclocross. So now I, I guess I'm officially a gravel. I ride, I have a gravel bike technically now. I don't, I don't mean to say it like that, but yeah, Mount Chicago is not too treacherous. So I haven't mountain biked in a while, but I've had some pretty awesome adventures on saddles that are way skinnier than most people are comfortable on. So <laughs> I love that. You know, I'm just wondering because, you know, I wake up every day and I would call myself, I don't know, is type A a type, but I mean, I go for a run. I well, go uppercase or lowercase? Cause that's <laughs> it's okay. a big one. It's like a giant A. The font's all out of whack. <laughs> but I mean, do you work in like exercising each day into your day, like to keep yourself like on your game or because you're just so always on your game and I want to know what your secret is. Give yeah, it. I would love to tell you. Absolutely, Heather. I've got a uh, dedicated uh, training regimen and like the only thing that's like regimented is how many cocktails I have. Yeah, I ride so I can eat and drink whatever I want to. No, I mean, you know, in the Midwest, not to use excuse, I much, so I used to work for Cyclops. So I still have this giant mental hurdle. Well, it was now it's Saris. I still have this giant mental hurdle in my head about hopping on a trainer just because we would always have to do the product testing on trainers in the summer so that they were ready to sell in the winter. So I, I lost track of the number of like gorgeous sunny days when I was in the parking lot riding a trainer in Madison, Wisconsin. Which, but anyway, so I try to take advantage of the weather when I can. We, I'll usually get out a handful of times a week. When it's nice out, I'll get out in the, in the morning because, you know, mama needs help with the kiddos. And then when it's like spring, you know, otherwise I'll get out uh, for a lunch break. I, I like to break up my day with a ride. And then I've, I have the privilege and ability to create a calendar that lets me ride whenever I want to ride which is, it doesn't suck. It's pretty nice. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there's absolutely, you know, and what I do, thank you for the acknowledgement. I appreciate that. And then there is a lot of work that goes into being on top of your game all day, every day. And, you know, listen, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not a nutritionist. I know my lane. Right. But then like there's, you can read article after article, story after story, study after study about the positive impact that physical fitness and exercise has on your mental game and your ability to show up with the right mindset. So why not take advantage of that? Yeah. I mean, from the first conversation we had, I think it was like right before, a couple of days before my cab to keynote. And I was just calling to be like, hi, Rob, my name's Heather. And I don't know what we were talking. I think we were just talking about like P2 and you're like, 
let's start with the captain keynote. How are you doing? And you were like helping me. That's an amazing trait. And, you know, Mm. I don't know. I recognized it right away. You're just so, your attitude is just right on. So thank you. I appreciate that. You got to serve first. This is my question. Even in our Monday mingle, you joined one of our MBDA Monday mingles. And one of our retailers said, I can tell you're a speaker. Just the same way I'm telling you, like your personality just comes across so just like giving and kind and motivating and inspiring. How did you decide? Like, where did this come from that you wanted to be a leader? Like you were in the bicycle industry. Like, Yeah. So I'll pick up where the story left off with like about Rob. I get asked this question all the time because in my experience and like decade plus in the bike industry to go over to what I'm doing now is... I joked that like you literally can't find two, in my opinion at the time, opposite ends of the spectrum. I needed people like, how'd you get into this? Like, you know, because again, up until recently, like I travel all around the country. Like I literally meet tens of thousands of people every year in the programs that I deliver and, and how I do what I do. And people are like, oh, how'd you get into this? And I'm like, straight up answer, I needed a job. You know, I was, when the decision was made that I was not going to continue with with CSG, I was looking for a job and I'll never forget. I was out mowing the lawn one day and my neighbor pulls over and he's like, Hey man, you need a job, right? I'm like, I do. He goes, you got to call Roger and Eric. You got to talk to these guys. And I'm like, wait, is that Eric from the party? He's like, yeah. Like this neighbor had hosted one of those um, murder mystery dinner parties. Oh, Right. This is like early 2000s. So like, it was still cool. It's still cool. You know, where you like dress up, you know, and like, it was like a living version of Clue. Right. And so people like my age, our age and older are totally like, oh my God, yes. And people way younger than us are going, these people sound like nerds. But anyway, so I had met Eric, one of the founders of Freedom Personal Development, my company, and we totally hit it off. We were mutually infatuated with each other because I thought the fact that he was a professional speaker was amazing. He was training for Ironman. So the fact I worked in the bike industry, he thought was amazing. So we just kind of kept in touch. So I call him up and I'm like, hey, God, you know, Ted said we should talk. And, you know, so we start chatting. Come to find out Eric and Roger were two founders of the company. They lived like we all lived in the same neighborhood and we all lived on the same street. My house was smack dab in the middle between their two houses. And we didn't know that we were that close. So we're like, okay, there's (laughs) there's something going on here. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a flyer. You know, they're like, here's what the job is. At the time, they're like, you got to be good on the, you know, you got to call companies, you got to get yourself booked into a meeting to come deliver a presentation that you're going to sell at the end. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm going to crush this. I'm like, really? I'm like, absolutely. Why? I'm like, okay, I have no shame. I'll go talk to anyone and I'm great on the phone. So let's rock and roll. And then, so yeah, like a year later, I ended up like number one at the company, which is awesome. Like my buddy who was the three years in a row champion, like crushed him. I'm like, yeah. But anyway, and it was funny because when I went into it, I totally wasn't, I was like, I'm going to sell. I got to make money. Like, I don't have a salary. I don't have benefits. I don't have PTO. I, I no, got I, twins. I got twin. I got newborn twins, right? I got, that's a lot of diapers, a lot of diapers, a lot of formula, right? So like, I got some bills. So I was super hungry and just dove in. And then again, I was blessed with some really fantastic mentors and then the reality is my, my business is personal and professional development. So being privy to the types of program and content and curriculum that we were sharing with clients, I started picking up on stuff and I started practicing the stuff. And that's when, when did I know? I have no idea. It's just, yeah. it's one of those where like, I started walking the talk for lack of a better term. And then 
got clear on a couple of things, did a little work on myself. I actually did a lot of work on myself. Yeah. It came up with a lot of realizations and clarity. And then it's amazing how that just attracted the right type of business. And that, you know, like you said, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're having this conversation. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's the magic of life. You never know what you're going to get each day. And when you start surrounding yourself with better people, better humans, more inspired people, it helps you. It gets you to it. I'm still working on myself too. I think I'm going to always be working on myself. <laughs> I mean, this is like, this is an absolute compliment. Please do. Uh, yeah. Right. No, I, yeah, this I, is, it's funny in the work I do with my coaching clients, you know, they very quickly get to a place where they're going, okay, this is working for me. You know, I'm hitting my goals. I'm producing, I'm making money. My relationships are great. My team is listening to me. I'm having great conversations. Everything's kind of ringing up my way. This is awesome. And it's that point, I always have to have the conversation with them that goes, okay, your brain is about to be super uncomfortable with what's going on right now. And you're about to go back to your old way and totally screw yourself. And that's like, that's a lot of what I do is helping people understand some of the unconscious things and hardwiring that go on their brain that actually, you know, if they're not paying attention to it, why they struggle, why they keep coming up short, why they find themselves in more contentious conversations than, uh, than effective conversations. And so this is like, it's a never, it's not a never ending battle, but there's a whole, like, we're all on our hero's journey, right? I'm going to, and like, this is where I get a little cheesy, but it's like one of the conversations I totally geek out on is understanding like mythology and the hero's journey and where you're at and what's next. And I always tell people when you're on top of your game, you're just at the bottom of the next level of your game. So that's a long wordy way of saying you always got to be working on yourself or your skills or, or you got to be working on something. I used to think it was a negative trait that I was like never happy because I would achieve something. I mean, I shouldn't say happy, but I was never like satisfied, I guess. I would achieve yeah. something and then I'd have something else. And so I will never be satisfied like that. And I'm not, and well, I'm okay with it. So, like, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So there's two, like, it's totally funny. There's like two ways to have that conversation. And we're getting like a little deep. We're getting know, we're getting deep like, into the personal development world here. This is going like <laughs> I'm feeling a little exposed, right? Because like I've been there. Like I totally have been there. Where it's like there, where there's more. I don't. What have I accomplished? Like I don't know what I've accomplished. I don't. I feel like there's a there's a sense of accomplishment that I haven't achieved yet. And then it's funny because I was I carried that for a long, 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 long time, and I, I realize now, like looking back, it totally held me back. And part of the reason was I just didn't I didn't really know where I wanted to go or what I wanted, and so gaining clarity on where I wanted to be totally helped me figure out, okay, well, did I accomplish something? Yes. Awesome. Feel great about that. And then on the flip side, it's what you talked about. It's like, well, I accomplished something. There's, there's always more. Like, am I never happy? And my answer is no, you know, it kind of depends on how you define productivity or, or success. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, there's a whole, like, it was a whole nightingale. Said, uh, right, I'm, I'm going to go all cheesy motivational speaker on you. You ready for it? I'm ready. What is it? The definition of success is the progressive realization of a worthwhile goal. Mm. And so if you follow that, like that's, I love that one. Because if you follow that definition, it literally means that there is no finish line. But right. you're always working towards betterment. And you're always working. Like if you've got something so big and so important to you that you feel like that's the prize you want to keep your eyes on, then as long as you're making progress towards that, you're being successful. Oh my God. This is like coming full circle and we're getting a little off script, but I have to tell you something. I just had a conversation with my brother last night 
I'm a bike racer. I have registered for so many bike races. I love bike racing, but I won't register for another one. You know what I want to register for? A hundred mile ultra run. Why? Because I haven't been able to achieve it yet. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I've tried four times and I haven't finished, but then it is. That's like the same thing. All right. So yeah. sidetrack, but yeah. No, I'm- it's awesome. And then like, which one? I'm registered for something in February in Texas. I forget the name of it. It's like something. I forgot. I have, I have no idea. I'll tell you. It'll be All fun. Right. Well, <laughs> All right. we'll, we'll, we'll take this one offline. Yeah. All right. So back to working with the MBBA and P2 okay. and everything yeah. we're talking about. Now I'm thinking as a business owner or a leader, working with a leadership coach, you know, having like the conversation we're just having, why in your opinion, is that so important? I'm a little biased for a couple of reasons. Number one, the biggest one is that human beings by design can't figure it out on our own. Mm. We can't. We're not equipped. We're equipped to work towards it. We're equipped to recognize success. We're equipped to recognize failure. But human beings by design can't get there on our own. We can't figure it out on our own. We need help. And the sooner you can acknowledge that and accept that, the faster you're going to achieve record-breaking results. One of the things we talk about all the time is the common denominators are of unsuccessful people are blaming others, blaming external situations, and a go-it-alone mentality. If you like, think about, like, if you're listening or watching, you think back to one of your most recent failures. It doesn't have to be like an epic, like something that didn't end up, you didn't get the result you wanted. I'm willing to bet that your response somewhere you can find is you blame somebody else you blamed an external factor or you tried figuring it out on your own. Like right. you'll find it. Right? right. And then the common denominators, some of the common denominators of successful people is they regularly focus on and practice gratitude and they regularly work on themselves and look internally. And then they aggressively seek out help from people who have been where they are and have gotten to where they want to go. That's, that's like the secret sauce. They found somebody that can look at their situation with an unbiased set of eyes, maybe hold their feet to the fame, maybe give them the sharp sword conversation, maybe help them get a little uncomfortable and hold them accountable so that they can actually get on the path to getting where they want to go faster. Yeah. I mean, the sharp sword that came out in uh, Monday Mingle and, and you, be, you, were, you said to a retailer, this is going to be a little sharp. You warned us. It's because every day I wake up and I want to better myself. There's not a day I don't wake up and I want to be better. And we all want change, but we don't want to like put the work in, right? (laughs) It's like, it's hard. It's hard to motivate yourself. That's why it's really important to work with someone. I have benefited from every single conversation we have had. And so I can only imagine what our retailers are going to get from you. So I, Rob, I'm just totally stoked. And and listen, I'm halfway through your best-selling book. Okay. Master your mind. And I know people can get it on freedompersonaldevelopment.com. Yes. Um, it's called Master Your Mind. So such relatable moments. I feel like almost that you wrote the book for me. Like I'm in the setting up the situation for going to bed each night and like Ooh, yeah. putting the electronics away 30 minutes and just how we tuck our kids in so they're fresh in the morning. We need to tuck ourselves in too. Yeah. Tell me more about this book. And I know it was a collaboration with Roger Seep, I think, correct? Seep, yeah. Seep. Okay, tell yeah. me more. Roger was, he lived uh, south of me on that same street back in the day. Uh, he still lives there. Yeah, so 
So our company has been around since 96. I joined in 2010. So Roger, Roger wrote a book in 2012. That whole story is super fascinating. And then <laughs> it's not about me. So I'm going to skip it. I'm, I'm totally joking. But um, no, so like that book came out and we realized like we got to create a product and like an aspect of our business around this because we like to get hired to speak. So we did that. And then we realized that as we met with more companies and as we refined the message, there were some missing parts. And so we had talked about, you know, we saw what happened, the bump in our business and to Roger's honorarium speaking fees and people reaching out to him. I'm like, I want some of that. Like, Raj, let's do the book. So we had this idea for this book. We got contracted in February of 18 to write it. We delivered the manuscript on June 30th. I found that apparently in the, in the publishing world, writers hitting their deadlines apparently like never happens. <laughs> and so, you know, we're all about generating results, you know, hitting goals, doing something. We're like, How we, can't, <laughs> we can't miss our deadline when we write a book about achieving goals. Like that just doesn't. So I'll never forget this. I was at, we had like, it was June 30th. I finished up for the day. I'd sent off all my final edits and my wife and I, and one of our friends went to a bar down the street to kind of like celebrate. Right. Yeah. And I'm at the bar and I get a text from Raj and he's like, Hey man, we got another chapter. We got to write. I'm like, I'm done. It's June 30th. I, he's like, no, the publisher just emailed us. They weren't expecting us to finish. We need to do this recap chapter. I'm like, okay. So God bless iCloud. I literally finished writing that book, sitting at a bar, which I think is like perfect for that book. Now, but anyway, now I want to skip to the last chapter. <laughs> no, it's the recap. You're fine. You'll get there eventually. So anyway, so the full title of the book is Master Your Mind, Counterintuitive Strategies to Refocus and Re-Energize Your Runaway Brain. It was written for the person who finds himself working on something or working really hard or trying to work really hard. And then no matter what happens, squirrel, they just find themselves off to the races. You know, like they're highly distractible. Their brain is moving a mile. You know, their, their mind is, is racing a mile a minute and helping them understand that there's a better way to do it. So there's, we're not doctors. We're not scientists. Like my joke is the only letters after my name are my last name. Like that's it. Right. But we've done a lot of research and worked with tens of thousands of clients who have demonstrated, you know, some common behaviors. And so we've seen some patterns. So we've seen that we know that your brain is hardwired to focus on negativity, urgency, and complacency. That's kind of one of the main premises of the train your brain curriculum and the packed coaching that I do with my clients is understanding how your brain is hardwired and what you can do to overcome that. We've also found that there's ways you can like brain hack where you can tap into the power of your subconscious. And this is where things, it's funny, like this conversation, full warning, like if you're watching or listening, this is where my job gets a little hippy dippy woo woo. And people are like, okay, dude. Right. And then it's only weird, like the Bud Light commercials. It's only weird if it doesn't work. And I'm telling you, it works. So we teach people how to use really commonsensical ideas, strategies, and tactics to literally rewire, trick, hack, whatever, like use your brain the way it's designed to be used. And so that's like tapping into the power of your subconscious and understanding that you've got this big, giant, massively powerful part of your brain that actually makes results happen for you. And it doesn't do it in the way that most people think, right? It doesn't do it in a tactical sense. Like tactics actually turn off your brain and make it not work. It makes it work against you instead of for you. 
And so we work with people. And so that's a lot. The book is all about those strategies and tactics that are designed to tap into the really powerful part of your brain to help. Here's one of those hippy dippy woo words to help manifest the type of results you're looking for, to help you achieve those way faster with way less effort and nine and a half times out of 10 while having way more fun. Your NBDA membership helps support Bicycle Retail Radio. Go to nbda.com to join or renew your membership today. Yeah, it's so important. I was listening to another podcast this morning about like addictions and how your brain, like you can think you're in control of things. It was, I was ritual. I didn't, I just, it just, it's just what came up, um, but you can think you're in control of things and your brain is actually doing something at the same time. So if you, I think working with someone who understands how your brain is trying to actually work against you and give you some skills to overcome that yeah. is a huge benefit. Oh, um, I call me biased. Call yeah. me biased. <laughs> I mean, people have referred to your bike as a life changing read. I saw that on um, some of the reviews. I mean, that must feel pretty awesome. Yeah, it does. It's awesome. I love that what we wrote resonates and people are using it and it's having an impact. As we move through this crazy thing called life, like you get to a point where at something in you goes, you know what, what's my, I'm not going to get all cheesy and be like, what's my legacy, but like, what's the impact? What's the, you know, one of my person in my coaching group put this really well. She's like, we're all going to leave a mark, right? So what is that mark going to be? And yeah, if somebody picked up a copy of a book, I put some time and effort into, and they're like, this works for me. I'm thrilled for them. And yeah, like I sleep okay at night when I read stuff like that. Yeah. I thought that was really nice. I mean, I like to think the work we're doing at the MBDA is life-changing. I mean, I think if we could just, you know, help one retailer to keep their door open or, you know, communicate with their staff better, then we're doing good work. And so you're coming, you are traveling early November down to Florida with us to one of our P2 groups, and you're giving a presentation titled train your brain for success. Yep. Without spoiling, no spoilers, but can you tell a little bit about what that presentation, like where you're going with that? Yeah, absolutely. No idea. No, (laughs) so here's, we'll find out now in Florida. No, this is actually like one of, if not the most popular program that we share. And it's the one that we get the most requests for from clients and organizations. So the premise, it's all about understanding how to better manage your mind and your thoughts in a way that's going to help you get the best results possible. Okay. So managing your mind and your thoughts, what like people are like, what does that mean? Here's what I love about my job is I take ideas and concepts that get a ton of lip service and actually help people figure out how to make sense of it, implement it in a way that works. It works now and it works repeatably. So manage your mind, and your thoughts means paying attention to the thoughts that are going on in your head, be taking an active role, in your thoughts, knowing that your mind creates your life. Like literally, you know, you've heard thoughts become things. You've heard your mind creates your life used in a multitude of ways, right? Every, every van down by the river motivational speaker you've ever, right? Every Matt Foley has talked about this because it's, it's true. So understanding a couple mechanisms, specific mechanisms by which your thinking, your attitude, your approach, your mindset, your focus, the role and the impact that these things have on creating the reality that you get to live every single day. Like we're going to talk about that. 
Secondly, we're going to talk about your brain's unhelpful default settings. I said this a little bit earlier. Whether you know this or not, your brain is hardwired to focus on negativity, urgency, and complacency. Like if left alone to run the show, this is what it's going to do. And that's never going to help you reach your full potential. It's going to hold you back. It's probably going to cause some unnecessary stress and bumps in the road and frustration and some lost business and any other negative stuff we want to talk about. Again, here's the challenge to readers and or listener readers, listeners and watchers. Go back to a challenge, frustrating situation, failure, whatever. I'm betting that there was something tied to negativity, urgency, or complacency involved in that result that you got. So just helping people realize situations where this is going on. And then we'll wrap up, we're going to wrap up our session talking about, okay, how do we fix that? Right? Like what can I fix it? Like spoiler alert. Yes. Right. So we're going to talk about what are the four big things? What's that? It would have really sucked if you said no. Yeah, no, it's funny. I've been in rooms where like, I'll mess with people. I'll be in a room, giving a program. I'm like, all right, folks, uh, your mind creates your life. Your mind is totally screwing you. Go have a great fourth quarter. (laughs) And like, I'm like, I'll disappear from the room. And you, the the people like, the bosses are like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Where do you go? There's basically, there's these four big strategies that we share with our clients and, and that we teach people that when you follow these, when you're following these strategies, when you're subscribed to them, I'll call it, when you're practicing them regularly, they're the kryptonite to those brains on helpful default settings, right? They're designed to overcome that. The result being, you know, better relationships, better results, easier results, knocking out 100 mile ultra runs, you know, not get, you know, See what I did there? (laughs) But yeah, just like whatever you're trying to achieve, it's understanding how to tap into the power of your brain, what you can do, and how you can shift your thinking and your mindset to help you achieve that result. So, and then we'll probably do a little leadership stuff and we'll probably do a little hero's journey stuff. And then you guys will probably get the big cane and pull me off the stage. I don't know. It sounds fantastic, but I'm relating to everything you're saying right now. You know, I'm the type of person I... I get these little ideas that pop up in my brain and I have to write them down. I thought everyone was like that. I thought everyone, but maybe not. Maybe people don't listen to those ideas. And there, some of them, almost all of them have been something great. I might not know what their purpose is at the time, you know? Yeah. But, um, well, and then this is chapter 15. This is the blend of passion and excellence that, that we talk about. And it's understanding. It's just being aware that it's not either or. It's and. I was some routine, a hundred and a thousand percent guilty of this when I was in the industry is just relying way too much on the passion aspect of doing what you do and overlooking or being unwilling or unavailable to focus on any of the excellence aspect of your job and almost being blind to it in some capacity because you were so heavily invested in the passion side. And so that's where like when this is the fault I see in it's not just in our industry. It's, you know, any, any passion pursuit industry, you see this, you know, you see this in photography, you see this in tennis, you see this in winter sports. It's just, you've got to be available, willing and available to invest time and effort into the excellence, you know, understanding thought processes, understanding proper goal setting, understanding time management, you know, learning how to memorize. I had a run, there was a while ago, I had some suppliers reaching out to me 
saying our product managers are really bad at delivering presentations. Can you help? I'm like, absolutely. You know, like, you know, what are you going to teach? I'm going to teach them how to memorize their presentation so they're not staring. This is not an effective way <laughs> to deliver a presentation to a group of dealers. And they're like, well, we're not going to pay you to teach our people memory training. I'm like, well, then enjoy sucking at your presentations because you're unwilling to go on the path of excellence. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Well, I mean, I know what didn't happen. But anyway, but it's just, and this is, again, I just, I'm pulling from my own experience. Just be available and willing to do things that aren't in the box. Right. And that's super cheesy. You know, think outside, that's not think outside the box. It's like, we find ourselves in this like bubble. And people get turned off by the idea of like sales offers and professional development and personal development. And that's the comfort zone kicking in. That's one thing we'll talk about. Just acknowledging that because it's totally going to hold you back. I every mean, I, day. I had this awesome conversation with this guy yesterday. And I was like, well, I don't know anything about this. So you have to tell me about this because I'm not used to it. And he did. And then I understood it. And then yeah. I was willing to get out of my box a little bit. So. Right. Crazy how that works. <laughs> but we talked about passion. You talked about excellence and passion. I mean, talk about the bike boom, this incredible growth we've witnessed. But mm -hmm. let's flip it over to excellence. I mean, anything in your mind that our industry should be focused on right now for excellence? Yeah. Oh, just be kind. <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm with you. Like it's overly simplistic and then it's secret sauce. You know, I run, we've talked about this a little bit. I've got a little pet project where I do some bicycle repair and service work out of my garage. And I've got a little unique business model tied to it. But point is, I'm talking to the people who are actively choosing not to go into bike shops. And I don't have the check marks, right? I'm not tracking the data, but I follow the conversation. I listen to the conversations. And a little bit of kindness is going to go a long, long way. And it's tough right now. Just like I talked about earlier, when things are going well, it's time to double down on doing the things that keeping the important stuff top of mind. Like it's at that point that your brain wants to go back to its old ways because it's not comfortable with this. Almost on the flip side, like, you know, in my, you know, in here in, in where I'm at in South Chicago, like our riding season is essentially, it's essentially starting to wind down for most of the people who, especially in the last year and a half, two years have like refound the bicycle and we're tired. I talk to my friends and peers who are running the shops. I got great relationships with the shops around me. They're tired. We're all tired. It's been go, 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 go for a minimum 18 months. And for some people way beyond that. And then there's external factors that we're paying attention to. There's like, just call it spade a spade. There's availability issues. There's mm -hmm. called supply chain, call it availability, call it as Renner. We don't have a supply chain issue. We have a people buy too much <laughs> shit <laughs> issue. Yeah. I don't mean like that in a bad way. I mean, just like stuff. I probably, sorry, PG 13. And then, you know, and the reality is like, we're hyper passionate. And it's funny when somebody walks in that doesn't possess the level of knowledge that we do, we scoff at them. I've been guilty of it. And it takes like maybe two extra minutes to explain. Like you, okay, your experience. Please explain this to me. And that person had a choice. They could have been like, walk through real quick or just actually take the time to go, okay, let me, the right thing to do here. This person clearly would benefit from a better understanding. And I'm going to help them with that. Mm -hmm. And it's tough when you're tired. 
Very tough, right? But like, that's probably like the easiest, simplest thing is like, just practice kindness. And then, you know, above and beyond that, like that kindness also is a byproduct of operating in alignment with the things that are most important to you. You know, do you as a professional or as a human being and or your shop, do you have a clearly defined set of core values that you operate within? You know, what, what's your, I don't want to hear like, what's your mission, but like, what's your purpose? You asked me earlier, like, what, you know, how do you do this? What do you like? I have a defined purpose statement. I exist to serve by injecting excitement. That's what I do. That's why I was put on this earth to inject excitement. Regardless of situation, regardless of scenario, if I'm not able to put excitement into it, I'm not going to get involved. And so, like, I can bring that to a conversation like this. I can bring that to keynote presentation to 7,000 lumber wholesalers. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, I can do that wherever and whenever. And then, like, what purpose do you serve? Who are you here to serve and how are you best to serve them? You know, and then where do you want to go? Like, what's have you walked through the ideal customer experience in your shop? You know, like you've got to like Stephen Covey this thing and start with the end in mind, right? If the end result is for you to get that five-star Google rating, how do you reverse engineer that? And what do you need to do, focus on, pay attention to, to help that person have that five-star experience? Yeah. It's, it's okay. Like, I'm off my soapbox now. No, it sounds simple when you say it, but like, even in the meeting the other day, someone was focused on a specific problem and then you come out and you're like, well, what is the big thing you're trying to achieve? Let's look at that. Like, let's not look at this little problem. Cause when you look at the big thing, this little problem isn't even anything like, wait, let's no. just remove that. And it's, it's probably task. That's a whole <laughs> yeah. nother. That's a whole nother. That's one of my, uh, there's four conversations I geek out on. Okay. <laughs> Hero's journey is one of them. The sales, my blocks of sales training is another one. The circles talk is the third one. And then just like business building and, and then like core values is another, like I, <laughs> I geek out on that one. And so there's a lesson I teach, which is all about understanding what are you focused on? Are you focused on tasks? Are you focused on goals? Are you focused on the dream? And just understanding what you're focused on and what that actually does to you energetically and how that impacts the results you get. That's a fun conversation. Yeah. All right. yeah. So I'm stoked. So Rochelle and I, we've got the new P2 consult page. We're going to be launching that. We'll have a nice little video of you. Collaborations, like the buttons pressed all time high. I'm super stoked about it. Now we have the book. Um, yeah. I know you have specific courses. Yeah. Where do retailers start? Read the book, call you, click the link off our website. I know yeah. we're going to have a link so, right to your calendar. So I mean, like any great business, we've got a multitude of ways to interact with us. Okay. So number one, connect with me, connect with me on social. Like I'm Rob Zaberski on Facebook. Beers for Gears is my side hustle. If you want to check that out, go check out Beers for Gears. Freedom Personal Development is the name of our company. We're on, we're in the socials, we're on the interwebs. If you go to freedompersonaldevelopment.com forward slash train my brain. Okay. You asked me what I'm going to do it at P2, it's a small distilled down version of that lesson. And it's literally the program that companies pay us numbers with many zeros on to fly around the country and train their people. Like we put down like a self guide, like, you know how it works. You plug your email in, you get a lesson, right? And then we're giving you some supplemental stuff. So go check out freedompersondevelopment.com slash 
train my brain. Check that out. Like that'll give you a great feel for what we do, but I'm pretty confident you're going to score some wins right away. Check out my book. It's available at the website. It's available on Amazon. If you see a disconnect in the price, that's a fun story. Connect with me. I'll tell you all about it. I'll say this, like the book is less expensive on Amazon. And then we've built a lot of really great bonuses into the book when you buy it from us. So I'm going to give you supplemental lessons, audio programs that can be shared with your staff or team, some worksheets that help you actually map out what you want to accomplish every day that you don't get on Amazon. So go, go to the website. Yeah. Read the book. There's courses you can take. There's coaching programs we offer, but yeah, read a book, set some goals, get access to some type of learning or training that we offer. That's your perfect first step. If what you learn hits home, get a hold of me. <laughs> we got plenty of options. I mean, just the excitement that you bring to the conversation. I think it would do any of us good to just talk to someone for an hour, just to have a conversation yeah. with you for an hour. I, um, I said, earlier, I would hang out with me all the time. And I get to, <laughs> but no, like, yeah, I was going to hit blank. I had something else to say and I'm totally blanking on it. I think you're awesome. You know, there's other industries that I think we can learn from. There's, we can always learn from working with people. What are you, you know, most hopeful for with working with bicycle retailers? Yeah. I had a feeling you were going to ask me this one. And I've actually been, it's funny because as we've been working together and kind of navigating how we're going to help, help, you know, how we're going to do this thing, I've actually been asking myself, I've been asking myself this question a lot in the last couple of weeks. And I think like, I'm most excited about, I know how I got into the industry and I don't think a lot has changed with regards to how people get into the industry and how they work their way up into the industry. And Maybe I'm off. It's been a minute. I'm excited about sharing the stuff that I wish I would have had 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. Like when I was figuring out how to sell more effectively, when I was figuring out how to have really great, meaningful conversations with people and helping them really realize that they were about to engage in an activity that brings so much goodness to their life, like understanding the mental aspect of being better at that aspect of my job. Like, I wish I would have had that. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about taking my knowledge that I've gained in the last 10 or 15 years outside of the industry and like coming back and going, all right, like, listen, this is what's going on in that space between the ears of every person walking in your shop. Do you want to walk with them or do you want to fight them? And that like a sharp sword, but really just, I think what we do helps people. And I know that's super cheesy. And like, I help people become a better version of themselves. That's what I do. People ask me all the time, what do you do? I'm like, I used to say, I fly around the country teaching people how to be a better version of themselves. So I sleep pretty good at night. So I'm really excited to help people who may be overlooking this aspect and helping them make sense of it. Cause I feel like I may be wackadoodle on this one. I feel like I get the lingo. I get the challenges. I, I'm not in the day-to-day -day like some retailers are, but I've been there I've, and I've seen it. And I'm excited to just offer a new perspective that people have been doing it, kind of the industry has been kind of doing it the same way for a long time. I'm a big believer that there's just always a different way and sometimes better way to look at it. Like, let's just look at it together. It's such a good timing. You know, we need hope. We need energy. We need to see the light. And I'm just, I'm so thankful that I met you. And uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you. I'm pretty fired up.
Any more books? Can I ask that? Or is that top secret? Or Hey, I said there's like four things I geek out on, right? It's funny. I was just like, it was, this is funny. It was, yeah. So I went on a ride. I went on a ride two days ago. I won't say how long it's been since I've been on one, but I do my best. Like we do our best thinking. I do my best thinking two times when I'm riding my bike or when I'm mowing my lawn, I have saved the world while mowing my lawn. And as soon as I let go of the safety bar, it's like, I'm dumb. It's like that scene from old school when Will Ferrell answers like the super in-depth question. He's like, I blacked out. What happened? That's what happens every time I let go of the safety bar on my lawnmower. But anyway, I was out on my ride and I'm like, and somebody else in my coaching group had been like, Rob, you do really good at this, like the sales thing. Like, that's a concept that people could resonate with. So I'm thinking about putting together this like down and dirty sales strategy, sales psychology, like a couple of the lessons that I love teaching and that people really have been able to implement into their business to help them sell more effectively and connect better and understand, like lead their teams better. I'm getting ready to start doing the old hit the function button twice on my Mac so I can talk to it and start writing another book about that. I so like that. we'll see. That'll I got to get a little clearer on that, but UPS I think, delivery. I think more lawn yeah, that's mowing time. A little more lawn, a little more lawn mowing time. Yeah, I know it's fall, so there goes there. We got to wait till the spring to write that book. I got to save the world when I'm holding on to the safety bar again. <laughs> I want to ask you one more question. Yeah, you know, each day we wake up. Let's say we had three things we could focus on as humans, mm-hmm. setting ourselves up for success. Hundred percent. What yep. would you say those three things? Gratitude, affirmations, and movement. Gratitude, like, affirmations, and movement. This is one of those lip service things. Hippy dippy woo woo things. We're actually, if you're listening to this, I don't know when this is going to... Next week. Next week. Okay. I was like, can I use that? Is this like the music? When's the album going to drop? <laughs> but if you're coming to P2, whether it's Florida or Virginia, our virtual one, I'm going to actually totally explain how and why this is. But the simple practice of focusing on gratitude literally changes your chemical makeup of your body. It literally changes your DNA. So when you focus on gratitude, like the amount of goodness that happens internally, again, I'm not a doctor, but I know this is what happens because I've seen it. I've read about from people who are doctors. Practicing gratitude does immeasurable amounts of good. Affirmations. We talk, we do this. We have a, there's a chapter in, I think we talk a little bit about it in my book. We definitely talk about it in Roger's book, this thing called the power hour, which is how you start and end your day. That's why I always, I tell people you start your day the night before, but that's another conversation. Do you talk to yourself in the morning or do you listen to yourself in the morning? That's the question I love asking people because a lot of people I meet, they wait, you know, the alarm goes off and it's like, oh, Right. Or sometimes it's like rated R, you know, and then your brain hears crap. And it's like, okay, I'm going to go make that happen for you all day. (laughs) And then on the flip side, if you talk to yourself and you remind yourself of what's important to you and why, your brain goes, okay, like for me, I'll share every day. Before I open my eyes, because you know, you're like, you know, you're awake before you open your eyes. I've trained myself to recognize before when I'm awake. And the first thing I say to myself is, it's going to be a great day. I'm a money magnet. I have zero emotional attachment to money. It's time to make the donuts. (laughs) And I tell myself that every single day. And sometimes I say it out loud. My wife's like, yeah, I know the donuts, the donuts. donuts. (laughs) And then when I hand her the commission check, she's like, it's a lot of donuts. 
It I works. Love that. And then get some movement, you know, go like just rack up some wins. If it's a stretch, awesome. If it's, it's a run, awesome. If it's a ride, hey, like, mm-hmm. that's where we're here to, but like get some movement, do some breathing, do some yoga. Like you can combine them like meditation and, and affirmations and like a little bit of stretching and, and like talking to yourself instead of listening to yourself in the morning. I know. Uh, yeah, I don't make guarantees, that. but I'm cautiously <laughs> optimistic. You'll see a real quick change. I know why we're friends. I didn't tell you I'm bringing a yoga instructor into the P2 meetings every morning. We're doing Get out of here. Yeah. Oh so. All right. So when we're there and this is like, okay, like dangle it out there. Remind, I, two of the most ridiculous things that have ever happened to me in life happened in yoga studios. So I can't wait to share that. Not on this session. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to this fall. I'm looking forward to this next year. I literally feel that we are going to change the landscape. We're shifting the mind. Yeah. I'm so thankful that our paths have crossed and oh, I can I call you a friend now and learn from yeah. you and do this. So, all right, we have Rob on our MBDA P2 page. So if you go to mbda.com, P2 Consulting, you'll see a video of Rob, a link to his book, contact information for consulting. Anything else to share, Rob? Oh, just come up with a new answer to how's it going. When people ask you, how's it going? How do you respond? I'm betting most of the viewers and listeners are at some version of, I'm good. I'm good. Could be better. I'm good. Come up with a better one and watch how that changes the interactions you have with people. Try being awesome. Try being exceptionally well caffeinated. Try being well hydrated. Try being, try having sore feet from kicking so much ass. I don't care. <laughs> don't do it to be a jack wagon. Do it to try it out and watch what happens. Watch what happens with the relationships and the interactions you have. It's, it's pretty fun. That's all. Okay. I'm off the soapbox now. Rob, it's awesome. You know, conversation definitely got me thinking lots of great little nuggets in here. Yeah. Connect with Rob. Rob, I'll be, you know, signing up myself. (laughs) I got to finish my book here, but that is it. I invite our listeners to connect with me, come on Bicycle Retail Radio, share your story. You can contribute to our outspoken blog, become a feature on our member spotlight. The MBDA has been around since 1946 celebrating 75 years existing to support our membership base. If you'd like to join the MBDA, you can do so right on our website. Support the show by sharing your favorite episode. Leave a review. Thank you for listening. And with this, we go. Peace. This has been Bicycle Retail Radio by the National Bicycle Dealers Association. For more information on membership and member benefits, join us at nbda.com. Mm-hmm.